Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible American Horror Story. We are doing episode 8 of season 1, Rubber Man. Um, stinky. <laughs> bad. Uh, b- b- yeah, not a good not a good episode. Like both from the perspective of like morally, I feel like this is a bad episode. And maybe more so um, just as like a show, like as a narrative, (laughs) it really just bounces all over creation this episode. Liz, I know you noted one of the things that um, made me want to yell when they did it, um, (laughs) which I look forward to discussing of our um, uh, the showrunners forgetting they need to clue the audience in on some shit. Can I I tell you uh, the promo for this episode, too, when it was airing? Please do beef. <laughs> and this week on American Horror Story, discover the identity of Rubber Man. Which is like, wait, I didn't want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of <laughs> thought it was better as like a monster that was like kind of mysterious and maybe its own thing. And not that it was a character on the show. Next time, we're going to show you the Cloverfield monster and ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. I think they forgot that, like, sometimes um, not everything has to be a mystery to be solved. Um, it can just be, like, mysterious. Uh, also, and we don't get an answer. Um, also, the answer to their mystery um, is the answer that I assumed like four episodes <laughs> yeah. ago. So it doesn't really land as like a reveal either. No. <laughs> like it was like my base assumption, and it was right. And I'm like, oh, cool twist, gang. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even like making a joke there. Like I really, this was back when I liked the show more, and I was really like, why don't do that and whatever. But they have to because this show sucks ultimately. But anyway, sorry. It was just I was imagine so if they let a character just be like a symbol or like you know a metaphor or something imagine if there was a character imagine if you could let's say have an item in a piece of media that represented an object and it was never directly shown on camera and people referenced it but never like why it was so important it just you picked it up from the story like for example, another piece of media with a gimp in it, uh, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> with the briefcase, where they just never show what the briefcase is, but everyone knows what the briefcase is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, what if we did the opposite of that? Also in horror, which, um, again, I'm the genre baby here of the three of us, but um, I feel like surprise and trickery is like pretty core <laughs> to horror. <laughs> like, ho- like horror doesn't really work without an element of surprise to to some degree. At least a lot of forms of horror that the they unknown. try to lean on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the worst um, you can do is be predictable. You know. Yeah. 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 Or like, um, you know what? You know what makes things much scarier to me when um you stop and you go to me and you go okay. Now, before we move on, there's going to be a guy. He's going to look like this. He's going to be kind of scary. He's going to come at you in about two and a half seconds. So, gird your loins. (laughs) That's basically what they're doing by revealing the rubber band. It's just like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> it's like that's that's much worse than like an unknowable force. Um it, later on they kind of would like learn that lesson to some extent. Like Roanoke kind of kept uh Skaha as just like you know, just a, just an elemental force throughout the whole thing and mm-hmm. like 
when when they showed her, they kept it pretty minimal when it was real Skaha and not Lady Gaga Skaha, which, <laughs> oh, what a delight. Thinking back to it and just smiling of Lady Gaga just running around the woods like a little gremlin. <laughs> Good times. Roanoke was a um, happier, more peaceful time in my life, I feel. Um, revisiting yeah. season one has been tumultuous, um, yeah. to say the least. We did... <sighs> At so, the very least, at the very least, when you first watch this versus when you first watch Roanoke, you were like four years younger. So mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> at yeah. least, like, you can give yourself a little bit more of a pass because it's like, yeah, it sucks, but like, you know, you're like eighteen or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I think season one was like 2011 or 2013. So yeah, I was oh, like it almost was the- a decade ago. <laughs> It I was, was like, gonna say yeah, I'd be like twenty one at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was like thirty, but like you know what? I mean, we had, I had mm-hmm. friends who watched it. Like it was like a it was like a it was a pretty big show, you know. And like yeah, yeah. It, it sucked. And like at the end, I did turn to, to like yeah, this is pretty bad actually, you know. But I did like it at the time, and even this well, not this episode. This episode. It sucks. is also one of those Sometimes things I'm- where I like I I hate to be like that person, but like it is one of those things where back. 10 years ago like standards for media were different like we as an audience expected a different level of like what you do and don't do in tv shows also if your timeline is accurate and it's somewhere around 2011 or so Mm -hmm. that would also be coming off uh the heels of the last writers guild of america strike uh (laughs) so uh tv was at about the worst it's ever been (laughs) really pretty close before that was a very bad time for media sorry very fresh in my mind because we're about to have another one (laughs) so uh looking forward to that looking forward to another media drought oh boy (laughs) yeah well i guess let's crack her open um so one thing that you're gonna hear (laughs) the bad wording bad wording for today's episode please gotta take gotta take grievance with cracker open Oh, it's starting off strong. Um, full disclosure, one of the things I will be most tilted about um, as someone who takes uh, very detailed notes for every episode is um, they do a lot of time skipping in this episode. Um, to where? Who fucking knows? When? Who fucking knows? Um, they don't indicate when what is happening happens in any of the scenes. We just have to kind of guess. We have to cobble <laughs> our own little narrative timeline together um, out of Fine. this episode. That's uh, which makes a, makes a lot of assumptions of how much of a shit I give. Because let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> they think it's more than it is (laughs) yeah a lot of these like flashbacks we're gonna get is more so stuff that it's like well why did you wait until now to give us this info you could have just given us this info earlier and you wouldn't have to do this weird skipping back and forth either way um as is customary with every episode so far up until now um it opens with a flashback um allegedly this flashback takes place six months ago um, I disagree, and you'll find out why in a second, but apparently the show does not. So there's a rubber man hanging out in the house somewhere. We all know this. Um, mm-hmm. And it's six months ago, allegedly. Um, don't worry about it. He's in there. He's just scooting around. Um, Marcy, the real estate agent, is um, outside and watching furniture get moved in. Um, Nora's ghost uh, is kind of stumbling around, and she's very distraught because new people are moving in, and someone off screen puts their hand on Nora's shoulder and asks uh, how he can help. 
We don't see the person. Their head is cut off. It's very obvious who it is if you hear him talk, but we'll wait for a few minutes to describe who it is. Um, She's like, I want baby. And he's like, okay. And then pets her neck and then goes outside and grabs the gimp suit out of the trash. Uh, Remember that? Uh, Remember when someone put on the gimp suit from the trash and then had sex with Vivian? Oh, I know what you're thinking. That wasn't six months ago, Liz. What are you talking about? Vivian's only eight weeks pregnant. What do you mean? Yeah. What, what do I mean? That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point, audience. You're right. That's very stupid. And I, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I hope you weren't expecting a coherent response, a cogent response to that audience, because there is none to be found. But you there know, isn't one. It's a good Yeah, question. especially because if... So, like, this happened six months ago, um, but, nor- yeah, it's confusing because, like, Tate helping Nora's ghost, as we'll see, is something that happened, like, a while ago, right? On top of the six, so it, like, makes even less sense that he'd, like, pull it out of the, whatever, 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 let's just keep going. They- <laughs> trying to make a timeline of this is just gonna make me mad. <laughs> And yeah. you know what's extra shitty about this is like certain certain other like fictional pro or uh, different media, whether it be a movie, a TV show, etc., will like try to explain bullshit like this with time travel or like diverging timelines. Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh. we don't even get that bullshit here. We get like some of that in later seasons, but not here. And um, it's, yeah, it's bad. I can't even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to season eight eventually. Um, <laughs> so in case it wasn't obvious, um, we get a shot that establishes um, aft because we get a, re- a whole reenactment of the rubber man having sex with Vivian from episode one. Um, and we get a establishing shot that it was Tate. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I guess like as a heads up, if you watch the show along with us and you haven't seen it yet, there's like a lot of sex violence in this episode, like an unfortunate amount that we will do our best to kind of like go quickly yeah. over what we can. But um, it's just really unpleasant and there's a lot of it. And I just want I just want to put that in advance for anyone who, you know, if you yeah. were planning on watching it and that's maybe a bit much for you to take a pass on this week. Just just take yeah. a pass. You're worth it. Yeah, just, yeah, just exactly. go ahead and skip 100%. it. 100 percent. Um, so that's the establishing, um, shot of this episode. Um, they could have just not made the timeline stupid by just not having a card that says six months ago, but they put that in there and didn't take it out for some reason. It really, I know we said this in like a previous episode, but the more I watch this with a critical (laughs) eye, the more it really feels like maybe Tate wasn't even meant to be in this season (laughs) and they had to like retroactively fit him in, but like they couldn't tie up all the loose ends or like didn't catch all the idiot, like the little things that weren't exactly correct because of how this messed up the timeline. Either way. If If it were were for like a lot of other stuff in the whole series, you could even say like, maybe this was some producer at FX who was like, no, there needs to be like a sixth sense kind of reveal on who Rubberman is. And they had to throw this in, but you know, they do shit like this all the time. So whatever. Yeah. hundred percent. They, they love a reveal in this show. Um, so this is the first (laughs) reveal of this episode. Um, and now, um, I guess we're back at the present day, which is, according to this TV show, six months from that day. Um, but Vivian's eight weeks pregnant. Um, 
And now we're picking up where the last episode left off, which was Vivian found the picture of Nora um, when Violet was like looking at all the old pictures and is like, hey, that lady looked at the house. Ooh, so spooky. Um, And Marcy and Moira are like, hey, maybe you're just crazy. Um, And by the way, the rest of this episode is going to be everyone gaslights Vivian um, to an asinine degree. Like every character also, except for Luke. <laughs> is there, this is me asking, is there a rule that ghosts aren't allowed to explain? Well, no, there can't be because one does in this episode. Because yeah, yeah, Moira's like weird and cagey about, like she's not willing to just be like, Vivian, honey, they're ghosts. <laughs> you haven't, I don't yeah. know how you haven't put it together yet, sweetie, but they're, they're ghosts. It's, it's, I'm a ghost. It's ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. say, Moira like kind of starts off like a little bit gaslighty and then she eventually also joins Luke's team of being the one person who is um, not actively trying to drive Vivian insane um, for their mm-hmm. own selfish gain in some way, shape or form. That is the new plot is, Everyone is trying to make Vivian go crazy. That is, for some reason, the new plot of the, the whole yeah. show. It's just a very... Which, you go ahead, sorry. Oh, which they reuse in one of the bonus episodes, which you can hear if you check out our Patreon yes. <laughs> episode, Ball, where they're just like, let's just do that again. <laughs> this, this, this is a very clumsy Rosemary's Baby, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like a scary psychological horror thing around it where, like... You know what it is? Uh, like, yeah. is she go? You know what's going on here? But this is just very plainly like, nah. Everyone just accidentally thinks Vivian's crazy. Or whatever. Yeah. It's the thing like, like so. with like things like Rosemary's Baby, the reason why those kind of or those those definitely work better. But like the reason why stuff like that typically works in the form of like a fictional property is like to a certain extent, most stories like that also have us, the audience, questioning whether or not the main character is like a reliable narrator or are we like, are we wrong? Are, are we being misled? Um, that's not the case here because we just know everybody's fucking relentlessly with Vivian. <laughs> yeah. It gets like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not really unreliable narrator. It's just everyone shit on Vivian weekly. <laughs> like, yeah. <it's, laughs> like ball, ball is much, much worse, but like, this is like really like kind of like almost Saturday morning cartoon like little I coincidences mean, I, and things I don't know I might like this this season more if like Ben and the cops and Violet and everybody and like Larry and Hayden all came together and like did a big high five and jumped in the air at the end like got her ass Whoa. like yeah. that or might like be they, more fun save some for the in. Patreon bonus episode <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Everybody like walks into the house first thing in the morning and like punches a time card so that they can start fucking with Vivian for the day. Um, also, just notice no Larry and no Constance in this episode. Sad, almost miss those fellas. Um, yeah, I feel like they um, would have been preferable to a lot of things that happened. If, uh, if not for the one part of it, you know, I almost feel like they would have been a better candidate for Rubber Man's reveal. Frankly, yeah. any other character, maybe, but you know, yeah. Um, so now we start what is, I guess, our first flashback. It is not indicated at any point that this is a flashback. It is shot in the same aspect ratio. The color uh, palette is exactly the same. You, The only thing that would tell us, the audience, that this is a flashback is we know the character who's in the flashback is dead and is not at home. So obviously... 
it can't be now because that wouldn't make any sense. Right. Um, it's Chad, um, the not shitty question mark husband of the gay couple. Um, and he is with who? <laughs> less shitty. Yeah, the less Le- shitty. Less shitty. The one who probably doesn't deserve any of the things that happened to him in this series. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like he, he's a. He's a little bit of a wiener, but like right. he doesn't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he, yeah. he's kind of shitty about interior decorating, and that's kind of it. You, you know, know what? Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it. He's cringe. <laughs> he's kind of cringe. I'll he's say it. Cringe. he's cringe. Chad's cringe. He's cringe, but the things that happen to him are not based. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, he's very much so like no Thank pun, you. like no pun or no <laughs> irony. Like he's kind of like the the nagging wife caricature. Um. But no, it's subverting expectations because it's a husband. But unlike Marge Simpson, uh, they do horrible things to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he gets um, obliterated uh, in a terrible way. Um, but he's with someone at a cafe who, both IMDb and um, the credits of this episode have credited as Chad's therapist, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> But she's just a lady, and she is drinking alcohol, and she also gives him just absolutely dog shit advice, which, you know, this show doesn't really understand therapists to begin with, so it doesn't surprise me that they think that this is something a therapist would do, but also it never outright says she's a therapist in the show. It's just very weird. It very much it feels more like a coworker interaction, like yeah. a coworker you're a little too close with. Yeah, because mm. they're talking about how um, Chad found out that Patrick was posting on FetLife, and um, then she was like, "Oh, you shouldn't be mad at him for cheating on you. Instead, you should also get on FetLife and then <laughs> get into the stuff he's into and do that, and then forgive all of his past transgressions." And Chad goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all like, right. Great advice, therapist. Thank you so much. Um, so, <laughs> some of you who may have watched uh, American Horror Story previously, like when it was airing, or maybe even um, just in previous years, this is the infamous Jungle Gym forty three twenty two scene. It is notorious for everyone who's watched American Horror Story. It's like an ongoing meme, uh, inside joke amongst the community, quote unquote. Um. I never realized until rewatching this episode just how fucking confusing this scene is because he's telling he being Chad is like, yeah, I found his profile. His profile, meaning Patrick's, is hard love junkie six five six, not jungle gym four three two two. Jungle gym's like the dom that Patrick has been talking to online. Uh, which makes this next part very confusing because then. Chad goes to a BDSM store and has an awkward time talking to Gary, um, the sex shop owner. Um, weird that we have two shop owners named Gary in this uh, in this franchise. Um, and Gary is like, hey, have you simply asked your husband what his sexual preferences are, whether he um, is dominant or submissive? And Chad's like, no, that's so crazy. Why didn't I think of that? Um, also, uh... I'm always the dominant one, and he's always the submissive one. I'm going to be the submissive one, which doesn't make any sense, given that the whole interaction between Patrick and the person that he was cheating on Chad with um, indicated that Patrick does not like being the dominant one. A very, very confusing set of decisions by all characters involved. Either way, he buys a gimp suit. 
Also, again, one of those things that would be solved by a phone call or a question and just <laughs> yeah. being like, hey, I want to I want to like give this a shot, you know, like, hey, I'll be fair. I want to give this a shot. What lead me as opposed to I'm just going to guess flip a coin. But you know what, too? Like, because also in the all the like advertising for the show, Rubberman was the big like character on all the posters and everything. And like this is the this is the origin of like, yeah, I, I went and bought a gimp suit. You know what I mean? It's like it's like having a Friday the Thirteenth. Like, oh, Jason likes hockey. I'll buy this kid a hockey mask. You know what? I, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't want any of this. Like, stop it! Like, geez. this is the ultimate katana. Where'd you get it, Spencer's Gibbs? <laughs> uh, truly, um, seeing how the sausage is made. Speaking of sausages, um, Chad puts on the gym suit and tries to surprise Patrick, who's clipping his toenails. Very sexy. Um, Patrick is a huge dick and laughs at like Chad huge dick, and says yeah. he looks like a sausage. Um, <laughs> just absolutely a huge asshole um, to his husband. Like completely, um, yeah. Like a like a, a, almost cartoonishly a, an asshole. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Like a, like abusive what? trope, nearly. You know. Yeah, and like. I'm not sure what we're supposed to read from this other than that, like, the the relationships beyond saving. Because if this was, like, because they obviously want us to draw parallels between Vivian and Ben. Um, if this was Vivian and Ben and, say, for example, Vivian, like, tried to do something sexy that she had found that Hayden had done for Ben, Ben would eat that shit up. Ben would be all over that. Like, it would be his favorite thing. So I'm not 100% sure what we're supposed to glean about Patrick, um, maybe we're supposed to hate him more. I don't know. He, I already hated him. He was I, already I think awful. the idea here is just to indicate that it's beyond saving because that's the only way to justify the things they do later. Because, like, the whole... Okay, the pretense is they're definitely not going to have a baby in the house, right? Because, yeah. like, they they even are willing to... Like, the showrunners are even willing to be like, yeah, adoption is... is That's the same. That's real. That counts. So then they have to be like, oh, we have to make it very clear the adoption was never actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they have to... Like, they have to draw them as the most miserable, irredeemable couple on the planet, which I think, again, they're supposed to be, like, Patrick... Try, or uh, Chad trying his all and then Patrick just, like, rebuffing him. But, like... The things Patrick says are also like kind of like reasonable. <laughs> like he's just yeah. like, I don't. I actually like leather, not latex, and I'm I'm a. I, I want to be a sub. Why what, why didn't you ask? <laughs> like, hey, like, what? Uh, and I think he actually says something along the lines of, "It's so much mo- worse and more insufferable when you try this hard." Um, which is actually Patrick just saying, um, "I think the way you try to have sex is cringe," <laughs> which is very yeah. funny to me. <laughs> You yeah. try to fuck cringe. That's awful. <laughs> the no, no, the, the rubber man is based. The rubber man is based. Based on what? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> well, um, that's the end of that scene. So, everyone, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we needed to have it for some fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's time to be at a different point in time. Which one? I don't know. Vivian's in bed crying. <laughs> so no, it can be any time. Is that or Nora? Nora's on the edge of the bed crying. Vivian. Oh, right. It's Nora yeah. crying. Vivian Sorry. Vivian will be in bed Sorry. crying later. Sorry. That's yeah. Vivian's scene. crying later. Yeah, yeah. my bad. <laughs> it's, it's weird that two things in one episode of women crying on the bed, but well, I guess whatever. Um, so, and then Hayden comes in and he's, she's like, cut it out. It's annoying. 
And it's like, yeah, you, you can teleport. You're a ghost. Why are you standing here watching the other ghost cry? Whatever. Anyway, um, so like, yeah, and and yeah, you and Liz, you make the great point because Hayden is somehow is one of those ghosts who knows they're a ghost. You know, I I don't know why other people are having that problem you know she's a ghost who knows she's a ghost and no is aware of how ghost mechanics work like yeah. immediately was little mrs explorer and was like i'm gonna see what i can do with my ghost powers <laughs> also is willing to disclose that she's dead to other people as we'll find out <laughs> um yeah exactly so uh let's see here um moira hates hayden for what right. it's worth um i guess I don't know if Hayden knows that Moira like is has this weird succubus curse or what, but Moira hates Hayden um, and everything Hayden stands for. And the way Hayden um, establishes dominance to Moira is by pushing a glass off of the counter like a cat, like a petulant cat, um, and being like, you're the maid, Lamau. You have to clean that up. Um, and it's really weird. Hayden, like gives a weird speech to Nora's ghost um, about, like, telling Nora she's dead as if Nora doesn't know that. I guess Nora's one of the ghosts who doesn't know that. Um, and then, like, there's a weird cutaway where Hayden is like, I have so much rage and also I'm horny. And she's like, fucking Constance's husband's ghost, which is, like, one of the only times we see him. And then she stabs him a bunch. Um, by the way, the ghosts can do that. Um, I've been dancing yeah. around that it, fact, but they can. <laughs> yeah, it was a really confusing scene because I was like, uh, for me, I was like, oh, is this supposed to be something like Hayden did in the past? Is this a reveal that like Hayden was a serial killer beforehand? But no, it's way more confusing. It's Hayden became a ghost, became a ghost with a boner, ran around, uh, felt the need to just bang whatever and then stab it afterwards, <laughs> which is like very confusing. I don't understand what they f felt the need to demonstrate with this. <laughs> it was like, like, again, it's literally like. Hayden is having sex, then pulls out a poker and, like, stabs a dude in the chest, like, 45 times. And then it cuts back to her and she goes, but it just it just won't stick. It just won't take. And then, like, they show the guy, like, getting out of bed and being like, that was lovely. Would you like some coffee, hon? <laughs> it's like, I, <laughs> I just don't know what yeah, this scene. I, I've been waiting for this reveal because this is. This is an established ghost rule, TM, um, and that is that ghosts can do real, tangible, physical harm to one another and um, cause them immense pain and suffering, but they cannot re-kill them, obviously. Um, and this will be very important in not only this season, but more seasons to come. This is, um, this is honestly the only, like, I, I think it's just kind of like a way of, like, that ghosts can, like, influence each other, because otherwise it's just yes. like, what are you gonna do if, like, when ghosts argue, if ghosts get into an argument? Nothing, because they're immortal, but now it's like, no, you can, they can hurt each other, so it sucks. You know what I mean? And it, it will be the kind of flimsy justification for why certain ghosts don't show themselves, or why certain ghosts have to hide. Yeah. Um, because they are terrorized by other ghosts right, that also yeah. exist in the house. But, like, 
if you're a ghost, you live for so long, you just would become desensitized to pain. No, right? man, like, that's no. Just... Getting stabbed hurts, though. You forgot that part. It hurts. So, you know, what it are you going to do, right? But you get bones. better at getting stabbed. Nah, I don't know. But I'm like, Go- I'm like the Goku so. of getting stabbed. <laughs> if I was a ghost, I would be like the Goku of getting I mean, stabbed. Look, I would simply be stabbed so much that I became unstabbable. I, I, can't, I can't argue with your logic, but... You know, right? I think I would simply be better at getting stabbed than my opponent. I, <laughs> think about that. You know, frankly speaking, I, it's not a bad call. Which apparently, apparently, which uh, I'm sorry, I think is what they actually show on screen. They might have been trying to imply that it was very bad and painful for him, but he does just like pop back up afterwards, and he's like, "Oh, oh weird yeah, sex. Okay, bye bye." <laughs> Here's another thing about American Horror Story ghost rules. If they don't serve the plot well, who needs them? Anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just toss them out the window. Forgot we, forget that we ever said they were a thing. Also, during this weird um, interaction between Nora and Hayden, Hayden is like, by the way, Nora, um, Vivian is having twins. Um, I don't know how Hayden knows that. I think the writers forgot that the ghosts wouldn't know that information because Vivian literally just learned it at the hospital, which is not the house. Um, and the ghosts aren't, were not allowed at the hospital. <laughs> Hayden, Hayden's ghost can smell the pregnancy. She's like yeah. a mare. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, actually, yeah. Constance has actually been shown to be like a bear <laughs> and able to detect pregnancy by smell. I forgot about that. That's canonical. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, and so Hayden um, hatches the bright idea of, because she's like, why are you crying, Nora? And Nora's like, my baby, because um, all Nora wants is her baby. Nora wants a baby. Um, and in case we didn't make that just crystal clear, that is what Tate is trying to do, is give Nora a baby, because Nora wants a baby and Tate wants a mom, I guess. Um, and so Hayden is like, hey, Nora, I heard you want a baby. Vivian's having two of them. I also want a baby now for some reason um, because I died before mine was born. Um, What if we both steal a baby? What if we Ocean's Eleven her baby by making her so crazy that she goes to, I guess, like a mental hospital and then the babies come back here? I don't know what their plan is for after she gets committed to a mental (laughs) hospital because, spoiler alert, that happens by the end of the episode. Um, which she's eight weeks pregnant. Um, but that's the plan. That's the plan is to get Vivian committed and then steal her babies so that she can have or they can have one baby apiece. <laughs> G- Gaslight gatekeep ghost <laughs> boss. Perfect. <laughs> ghost <You're>, baby. <laughs> you're right, though, because they're stuck in the house. So unless the kids got back to the house, they it serves no purpose what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, American Horror Nora, Story, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Nora, like, isn't, like, gung-ho about this. Like, it's not like Hayden's like, hey, let's do this plan. And Nora's like, sick, yeah, that sounds great. Nora's like, you're a weird lady, and I don't particularly like being around you. Um, she doesn't, like, fully agree to it. Uh, she just doesn't just wish, say anything, really. 
I wish Nora's character this episode was anything other than Victorian ghost one step away from having the vapors at all times. Yeah, like, right. She's just so ineffective and mopey and worthless this whole episode. It sucks. I'm like, come on, let Nora game. <laughs> let, well, let Nora kill someone. Come the, on. The good news is Nora is going to start gaming because Hayden has given her the gift of knowing she's a ghost now. Because I guess she didn't know that until just now. Hayden um, is but the Morpheus Hay- of ghosts, yeah. Yeah, Hayden's yeah. the Morpheus of the of the ghost world, and she's just been released from the Matrix. Um, so now we get to see Nora oh, Neo game. The way she does it partially by having Nora touch the back of her own head, and um, the effect does not look good. <laughs> it is not well rendered. Yeah, m- like many things in this episode. Um, well, now it's time for Vivian to cry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Vivian's in the darkest bathroom I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, And she's looking at herself in the mirror and reassuring herself she's just tired. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess because she thought she saw Nora's ghost a while ago. Um, And then she goes out into the hallway calling for Violet like she heard something, but they never played a noise or anything in the show. (laughs) So this just reads as Vivian being like, I don't know, like she has Alzheimer's or something. Like Violet, where are you? Like in it to a nothing hallway. Um, but then she finds a red ball instead. Uh, then Hayden just starts fucking destroying everything. <laughs> um, Hayden has figured out that you don't have to be visible as a ghost. Um, feels like that's pretty obvious. Um, however, the go the other ghosts in the house make a huge deal of like being sneaky and just outside of peripheral vision. Meanwhile, Hayden's just like, I can just be invisible and I'm going to. Uh, and she does. I love that Hayden is the first like freak pounding on the windows hard enough that like she's learned to weaponize being a ghost instantly. Good for I her. do like that for Hayden's character. I think that's fun for her that she's the one, not the like weird cultists who came here earlier and like did a bunch of murders and whatever and then died. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not those ones. It's just this one wild lady. Yeah. <laughs> This lady who just so happened to have banged the main character who wasn't even a ghost at the start of all of this. Let the girl haunt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's having she's <laughs> in in a way living her best life now as a ghost. Um, when I say she's destroying shit, I mean, she's actually physically destroying shit, which will be important later um, for me, not for the show writers. They'll forget about this. I don't. She breaks a lot of stuff. Vivian even has to step over it. It's like vases, picture frames. She just physically breaks a lot of things, but she does not. Because Vivian's, ba- uh, yeah, Vivian's barefoot, to be clear. So she has to like step over all the shattered ceramic and glass and stuff, which, yeah, she's very clearly interacting with real broken objects. Yeah, yeah. good point. Not, not a yeah. hallucination. Keep that in mind. Um, something she physically, tangibly had to avoid. Um then Vivian, like, after being terrorized for a few minutes, like, goes in the bathroom and the gimp mask is on the tub handle. Um, things are going to get real confusing and very uncomfortable for a few minutes. Uh, then we get another flashback, I guess. I don't know. I, I, it's not framed like a flashback, but it's also not happening at the same time. Of Tate putting on the gimp suit again. Um, and now it's when he's murdering Chad and Patrick. Um, again, I'm not sure why we're revisiting this because we already knew, like, we know 
Tate's the gimp suit guy. And we know Patrick and Chad were murdered by the gimp suit guy. Why we're reestablishing this scene, your guess, as good as mine. Shock value. That's like literally all I can think of. It's just like a shock value thing, especially because they have him like stab him in the butt at the end as like a big thing. (laughs) It's like bad. They didn't need to do it. Um, I don't know why they're trying to like do some imagery rehabilitation trying to make Tate some like woo woo boy soft boy shit I can't I it drives me I hate it I hate it so much and it's gonna get worse it's just gonna keep getting worse um just I want you to remember they're trying to rehabilitate this motherfucker's image (laughs) a guy who uh murdered two innocent men and felt the need to sodomize one of one of them because he was gay I suppose um they they try and like rehabilitate him as like a nice soft boy um just keep just keep it just keep it in mind keep thinking about that (laughs) Yeah, he's also like supposed to be like the poster child for this season um, and is like presented as like a heartthrob like oh he's just the sad soft boy who had like some issues um, and everything we see Tate do just makes him um, worse in every way. A homophobic double murder homicide or a double homicide that he tried to like f- frame as a murder suicide by having the one person shoot himself. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Why did he do this? Because there was a, a a sad ghost who wanted a baby. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that they weren't going to have a baby. It's that they were fighting too much. So Tate figured they probably weren't going to go through with adopting a baby. It's not even that, like, the showrunners were like, we don't think gay couples can have children. Like, they were like, no, they can, and they were planning on it. But they were just, like, having a lot of fights. So Tate just decided to kill them so new people could get into the house and maybe have a baby. Uh, So, there's that. Um, (laughs) So, there's that, yeah. (laughs) That's really all you can say, though, right? Like, it's not even, you know what I mean? Like, yep, so there's that. Especially because, like, so much of it doesn't even have relevance in the plot long term, other than, like, Tate did a murder, which, like, we knew. Yeah, we knew. We we already got that. Yeah, we didn't need to see it. Thanks. Thanks, actually. Yeah, we were good without it. There's literally only one other reason, which it's such a stupid reason that, like, by the time it actually pays off, no one's even going to remember it in the context of the show. Because, remember, this wasn't a streaming show. This was showing one episode every week. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like... You, you people were just like binge watching it when it was coming out. You would have definitely forgotten by now. But like another character does wear the gimp suit, but it's very irrelevant. Um, so there is an air of mystery of like, oh, it might not always be the same person. But that payoff has nothing but, to do with this storyline. And again, but I will reiterate, oh. like there are commercials that like find out, like they, like the show is marketing, like there is a rubber man and it is Tate. You know, even though you're right, yeah. yes, it is not actually. And again, this is. <laughs> As somebody who's watching it for the first time, this is like the third time it's been confirmed that no, whenever anything bad happens in the rubber suit, it's it's Tate. It's, <laughs> it's like clearly Tate. Like they already showed this earlier, and I think I remember in the episode I might have been like, oh, so it was always Tate, and, and like I think both of you were like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> like ah, yeah. who can say? And I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure it's Tate. And I'm like, ah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I, honestly, part of that is because I couldn't remember when the other person gets announced. So I was like, ah, who could say is in the in the suit? Um, yeah, I don't want to defend American Horror Story. Believe you me, but you know. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, if they wanted it to be a mystery, they should oh. not have like provided three conclusive pieces of evidence for its Tate, <laughs> and then like not had an alternate or a twist available. Like the fact that you can't even say like who the other person is truly shows that it's fucking wild. Like there's no way to know. <laughs> Yeah, I think what uh, my like hypothesis about this specifically is I don't think the reveal that it was Tate was supposed to happen in this episode. I think that's a rewrite because I think they meant for there to be an air of mystery with like the hand on Nora's shoulder. Because what the fuck is the point of like obscuring who has their hand on Nora's shoulder at the beginning? But I think they realized in that scene because you can quickly identify by the voice that, oh, that's Tate. Um, I think they realized that that was not a strong enough like mystery because you could clearly identify that that was Tate's voice. Um, that they're like, fuck it, we just reveal it's Tate this episode because this is what gonna if, have a really bad payoff. <laughs> what if to make this more fun? Any shots that Nora was in, like flashback, present, anything, anytime Nora's on screen, it turns into like a like a like a silent film with just like <laughs> intercut like caption cards and stuff. So that that way they could hide Tate. And also we would have a fun reminder of no, of like what Nora's deal is. <laughs> that's, 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 Nora's like 150 years old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ty. That's a later season. Anyway, so um <laughs> what <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> so let's see where were we? Uh, okay. Uh, we are with all that happens, and then now we're back in the present? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Because Ben is going down to the basement. Why is Ben there? Who knows? Um, Violet is also in the basement. Uh, why? Who knows? Um. Ben just knows Violet's in the basement. Also, he's in the house because remember, he's not living there anymore. Um, and he's like, Violet, we got to talk. And Violet's like, whatever. Violet's rolling a ball back and forth to the darkness downstairs, which we know is Infantata. Um, and she's just like talking, talking to it. Ben doesn't think this is weird, um, but it's like, hey, you've missed two weeks of school. Um, what the fuck's up with that? And she's like, I'm being bullied. And he's like, well, how are you being bullied? And she's like, how dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? Also, how did you not notice mom was going fucking crazy? And um, to that I say, that's really only been the last 24 hours. That's only been since she saw the ghost photo that you showed her last night. So uh, I guess I could see how Ben would have missed it given that he doesn't live here. And it was less than 24 hours since the uh, catalyst happened. Um. Not yeah, really the sure timeline really makes this whole show far, fall apart, huh? Yeah. Like that—that's kind of the reality of it. As soon as you realize how short the time is, none of the characters make sense. Yeah, nothing works. Yeah, yeah. Huh. it's like really wrong. Like it's totally bad. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even, like it didn't even stick out to me watching this. I was just like, yeah, why haven't you noticed yet? But then I was like, oh wait, yeah. Before now, it's just been like. Vivian dealing with the things Ben was actually doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just been Ben being actually terrible. You know what is really cool about this interaction with uh, Violet and Ben? Is Violet finally um, straight up mentions that Moira's old as shit. 
Um, and that it's fucking weird that Ben keeps trying to bang her or like got caught trying to bang her. Like, yeah, because like all she says in passing is just like, oh, you know, younger girls, weird old ladies, like what a- anything. I'm surprised you haven't gone after she said, me. Which, which she said weird <laughs> old ladies with feather dusters, which feels very yeah. specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Ben should have like maybe been like, wait, hold on. What? What did you say? <laughs> wait, what was the last part? <laughs> She's a smoke show, Vivian. I didn't want to say anything with the whole, but it's, you know, and then. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, what are you talking about? That <laughs> That's practically velvet. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, and regardless. Um, yeah, and, and he's just like, hey, I'm your father. Don't talk to me that way. To which she goes off oh, on, you should have yeah. noticed mom's being crazy. Um, and then we cut to the kitchen and um, Vivian is crying again. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of that going around uh, this episode. Um, and then she's talking to Moira and giving her this like long tortured explanation of, oh no, it turns out the reason I was hallucinating things and imagining a ghost attacking me and smashing shit all over is because of a like a medication my doctor gave me for pregnancy and he didn't tell me about these possible side effects and like she lists the side effects too and it's like nausea fever uh vision changes which like for what it's worth usually vision changes mean like your vision gets worse (laughs) like like you you lose field of vision or your vision gets very blurry or like things like that generally it is not you see beyond the veil. <laughs> That's not generally what medical professionals are worried about with vision changing. Um, but um, Vivian is one of the stupidest human beings alive and goes, yeah, I think the medicine is what's making me see ghosts. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, this is what we are referring to when we say... Um, yeah, no, they were, Hayden broke real things. You saw, you had to have cleaned up the real, actual, physically damaged, like, things in your house. Um, That wasn't something you just, like, saw happen. Like, Hayden didn't clean it up, so it, it wasn't a hallucination. And even if Moira cleaned it up, like, can she, like... Put a vase back together like Link in Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. <laughs> can, can she simply toodle a little song of healing and get that bad boy stitched together? Like, what? what's going on here? Yeah, there's no explanation for this. <laughs> uh, speaking of Moira, um, Moira goes on a weirdly long tangent. Um Moira does a a baby babbit bit (laughs) (laughs) where she just goes on this like kind of out of nowhere like I mean I guess it's a thing that Moira's done a couple times of just like it's because of men you're seeing ghosts because of men (laughs) (laughs) which (laughs) she like spends this whole like three and a half minute long monologue about how like you you're not or you might be going crazy Vivian but it's because of men men do things that make you crazy like everything Ben's done is what's making you crazy and then in like the same breath is like also you're not crazy ghosts are real (laughs) (laughs) which I feel like the writers maybe realized they had to put that in because otherwise Moira would have been joining in on the ga- the continued gaslighting of <laughs> Vivian, which would be really weird to do after doing a whole like 
female rights thing, <laughs> like doing that and then just being like, also, I'm going to continue to fuck with Vivian. I'm going to give this whole ally presentation and then uh, not tell her ghosts are real. <laughs> yeah, I think this is also them kind of dancing around. Like, I think they had in their mind, they wanted there to be some kind of rule where Moira couldn't just straight up tell people about ghosts because then that would mean she could just straight up tell people she's a ghost and that she was murdered and then that would unravel the weird little plot line they've made for her um so they're like ah fuck we, we gotta have somebody tell vivian someone that vivian would trust we gotta have someone that vivian oh my would god trust, i just realized it. something wait 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 um so hayden can while invisible and on the premises interact with physical objects and cause repercussions mm -hmm. yes we yeah. agree mm -hmm. hayden can you go grab a shovel for me real quick <laughs> i need you to no. i need you to do something just no, real quick no. we're over ben yeah yeah, yeah. hey hey let's um expose both of our bodies um we can finally solve the riddle of uh luigi's bones and i can leave <laughs> and then um ben will go to turbo jail and we can both have a great night. <laughs> and, uh, no, though. No, of course wow. not. Because they... <sighs> Wrote themselves into a they corner. These, <laughs> they, yeah, they add mechanics and then they forget the things they added are just totally incompatible yeah. with the narrative up to this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the reaction to Moira saying, hey, ghost surreal, is not what you might think. It's um, Vivian being like, holy fuck, say less, and then immediately running upstairs and telling Violet to pack her shit. We have got to go. Um, <laughs> she just immediately is on board with, fuck, the ghosts are real. Um, and then tells Violet to pack her shit up. So they pack their shit up and they get in the car. Tate sees them leaving and starts crying like a little baby. Um, Violet gets in the car like, sorry. Um, and then the two serial killers from like episode two or whatever in the backseat, like, oh, we've decided right now to start menacing you for some fucking reason. Um, and then Vivian's like, ah, fuck, ghosts are real. And then decides to go back in the house where the ghosts have just been confirmed to be all the time. Um, Instead of, you know, like running down the street or something or like to a neighbor's house or uh, literally anywhere other than back in their own house. Um, I guess Vivian forgot the ghosts were real already. It's been ten and a half seconds and she's already forgotten. But now they're back inside and they just stay there um, until the next day <laughs> uh, where Ben is here now. Great. Um, and she's like, she being Vivian is like, hey, the, the people who tried to kill Violet and I were in our car last night. They were really fucked up. Um, but they're not ghosts probably. Uh, ghosts are real by the way. Uh, hey. but these people were in our car and Ben's like, well, the police didn't find anything about them. And Vivian's like, uh, God damn it. I I fucking guess. And then he's like, also, heard you were eating pig brains. Haven't you ever heard of mad cow disease? Yeah, because yeah, that was part of um, Violet when she Violet was describing how crazy Viv was. One of the things that she's like, she's just eating brains all the time, which. Yeah, like, it, yeah, because he's like, haven't you heard of mad cow disease? Which like isn't relevant if it was pig brains but also you probably shouldn't eat raw organ meat while pregnant 
regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably still, I am no longer a practitioner of medicine. I turned in my license a while back, but I still don't advise eating raw organ meats if you're pregnant, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what has happened? Um, during all this, uh, when they came back in the house, I guess Violet and Tate had sex. Um, is this relevant literally at all? No. Um, does it serve a purpose and make sense thematically oh, for the series of events? Also, no. Um, also, why can Tate have sex now? Um, his ghost dick didn't work last time they tried. Um, maybe it was because he was on a beach and he, I th- I, he hates the beach. No, I have no He's Anakin the- Skywalker. Yeah, maybe the, maybe they forgot that the medication shouldn't have worked on him because he was a ghost. <laughs> a crab's gonna see my penis. I can't have this happening. Well, I can't. What if a seahorse sees my cock? I mean, so, okay, no. sometimes they get it right. I mean, wait, well, uh... <laughs> <sighs> not again. This always happens. Um, and they're kind of like just laying in bed, like. I don't know, hanging out afterwards. Um, and they talk like weird teenagers who just have sex, who just had sex. Um, and now they're both like fully openly discussing Tate being a ghost, I guess. So I'm not sure why he pretended to not know he was a ghost. It's not like she revealed that info to him. I'm not sure why that was a thing. I'm not sure why he pretended to not know also, he was a ghost. Has Violet not brought up the... Um... School shooting? School no. shooting? <laughs> no. The school shooting? The Columbine? Yeah, she hasn't brought that up? Okay, cool, 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 cool. No, um, I guess not. Um, th- that's the end of that scene. Um, she's just like, hey, there's there's ghosts. There was ghosts outside in the car. And Tate's like, yeah, fucked up, huh? Those are the people who tried to kill you. That's, Dan, that's crazy. Um, end of scene. That's where, for some reason, that's the determining like moment where Violet decides... I will also start gaslighting my mother. Um. <laughs> oh, I, I think this is supposed to be, this is, oh God, that's why they made him have sex. That yeah. sucks, man. So <laughs> yeah. the reason they had them have sex is because this is, that's what it is, is Violet is now turning against Vivian because she realizes Vivian will make her leave, which means she will lose her ghost boyfriend. That's absolutely what yeah. they were doing. It sucks. It, it <laughs> that sucks, sucks. It sucks for a few reasons too, because like, it's not a good plot point. It conflicts with the other co- plot point, which is like Violet shouldn't be in love with him because he's a school shooter and everything. It's like they just it, none of it works together, you know. And, and again, they're like trying to like repurpose him as this like soft boy, which doesn't work when in the same episode you show us him doing hate crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> work, man. Yeah. Um... He he does a lot of unredeemable things in this show. Uh, most of them happen in this episode. Um, anyway, um, now Ben and Vivian are fighting again, um, but now they've called Violet downstairs. Vivian straight up accuses Ben of gaslighting her in that verbiage, um, and then Ben proceeds to gaslight her about that. Um, it's almost impressive on Ben's part. Um, then Vivian pulls out the gimp mask and is like, what the fuck is this, bro? And he's like, I have no idea. And then they never bring it up again. Um, Then Violet joins in. And Ben's like, hey, what happened last night? Were there ghosts in the car? Um, Or was anybody in the car? And Violet's like, I would love to gaslight my mom. Thanks for asking. No, um, I only said that because mom was upset. And there actually wasn't anything in the car. And Ben's like, see, you are crazy, Vivian. 
And Vivian's like, I hate this family so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah. I, it, this also just sucks, too, because, like, they get so close to having, like, they feel the need to interject something that if both characters in the scene took another 30 seconds with, they would reach a common ground and realize something was up. Mm-hmm. In this case, the gimp suit just reappearing. Because Ben legitimately says, the gimp suit? I, I threw that out like right when we moved in. Like, what are you talking about? And then Violet shows up and goes, and he's like, oh, 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 wait, wait, sorry, sorry. No, enough about that mystery. <laughs> hey, let's gaslight your moms. <laughs> yeah. hey. Tag in, honey. It's time to fuck with your mom's mental stability. Uh, and um, then we cut to Tate in the basement, like brooding, as he will do for most of the rest of the series. <sighs> Um, and Hayden, the other shittiest ghost, shows up um, and is like, hey, loser, um, you get to piss your pants and cry. And Tate deserves it. But in this scene, it's just so evident how much both of these characters suck, like uh, just an exorbitant amount. They yeah. both suck yeah, so like, bad. Like she straight up just like uh, like calls it. She's like, oh, we're doing doing poetry like a little girl. And it's like, why are you saying this? <laughs> weird from you um and then he's like no and then she quotes some poetry at him and he goes yeah that's keats and she goes dork and it's just like i don't understand (laughs) this interaction yeah also if you quote a poet at somebody and they know who the poet is you're the one who quoted the poet (laughs) like you don't get to be like owned you know the thing that i memorized (laughs) like what (laughs) oh my god yeah um and it's like i don't know why you're bullying tate like he deserves it don't get me wrong i'm glad you're doing it but also i wish it wasn't you and also you suck so yeah (laughs) i hate everything that's going on then he then she's like hey do you want to bang and he's like no and she's like well you're gonna you're you're gonna regret that and he's like whatever i'm leaving well she also keeps bringing up, like, you know what you're going to have to do, right? Because, like, Vivian's going to take her away. You know what you have to do, which I think is implying, like, hey, Tate, you're going to have to go kill Violet so she's a ghost forever and can stay with you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which is where Hayden starts to bring up her weird, like, violent sexual stuff uh, uh, of just, like, I don't know why being dead makes me so horny. I just want to kill and fuck. And it's like, okay, great, Hayden. Thanks. I, why is your character still in the show? <laughs> and why do you keep getting more unhinged now that you're dead and could potentially see things from, like, a different perspective? Yeah. Um, Remember when she was just, like, an unfortunate innocent girl who was taken advantage of by an older man? Like, remember when that was her character? wild how she has pivoted into being this (laughs) it's oh my god yeah um meanwhile vivian has called um marcy uh to the house to be like hey um where the fuck is the guy who said he was gonna buy our house he hasn't like given us a check or anything and marcy is like you're so mean to me i'm i'm a i'm a realtor and you're so mean to me (laughs) um and Vivian's like, I'm die now, thanks, and pretends to have a headache. I have been, I have been asking. I've been calling every day. Okay, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, this? right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, she f- pretends to have a headache. Um, which freaks Marcy out, and she's like, Can you go get me some water from the kitchen? And Marcy's like, Yeah, I don't have a baby right here. And I'm like, You, you still can't physically tell that 
Vivian is pregnant. She's only eight weeks along. She's not going to go into labor. Um, and then Vivian steals Marcy's gun from her bag. Remember when Marcy randomly pulled a gun on Larry and was super ableist for some reason? That was a setup for this. Don't forget racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and racist. Um, Vivian steals Marcy's gun. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, though. It's true. Just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. That delivery was just very funny. Like, it just, it was just, it was like very Greek chorus esque of just like, yeah, she was very ableist and racist. Like, it just. <laughs> and that is correct. That's an accurate depiction yeah. uh-huh. of what happened, what unfolded. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It was just the, the, the very fine. theatrical that's, delivery you know, got that's me. Fine. That's sorry. Fine. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, um, and fortunately Marcy is one of the most irresponsible gun owners of all time and just leaves her gun loose in her purse and also does not check to verify that it is still in her purse upon leaving a premises um, also so- loaded <laughs> yeah, for the record loaded. yeah and loaded, yeah. Um, the literal Chekhov's gun is loaded um, and will come into play in the next five minutes. Don't worry. In fact, it's going to come into play in the next minute and a half, actually. Um- wow. Is that... I, I regret to inform you, Liz, it's no longer a Chekhov's gun. If it pays <laughs> off instantly... Just a gun. Well, <laughs> it's, just, I mean, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a gun in a narrative. It's just. A <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a Chekhov's gun because it showed up in the last episode, but like that's giving the writers a lot of credit. <laughs> this is the closest. That means that they had restraint. This is the closest we're getting to a Chekhov's gun. Like, what do you It's mean? a sparkling <laughs> metaphor at best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Vivian is getting ready for her third cry of the episode in her bedroom um, and is checking every door and window before she goes to bed. Um, she lays down, makes sure that the gun is there on her nightstand, and then she hears floorboards creaking and sees, like, the rubber man uh, in her room. Um, He starts harassing her a bit. Why would the rubber man be harassing Vivian when he needs her to stay and have the baby for Nora? I don't know. So this this is a case of the writers forgot Tate was motivated by Nora and presume you also have forgotten and he is now motivated primarily by keeping Violet in the house, um, which apparently he's going to do by gaslighting Vivian so hard that she's forced to leave, but Violet will have to stay because if Vivian leaves and Ben also isn't allowed in the house Violet will just live there by herself like Macaulay Culkin yeah that's how mortgages work yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah okay word uh-huh. word yeah sorry I'm not a homeowner so I don't <laughs> I don't know these things yeah that's 100% how it works um and uh, that's the pretense we're working under Vivian freaks the fuck out um, and slams the panic button um, that calls Luke, the security guard. Um, and then after doing that, by the way, like Tate like cracked her head on the wall and she screams. That makes Ben run upstairs. Ben barges straight in. Vivian closes her eyes, screams, and shoots Ben. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of you were like, oh, hell yeah, Ben gets shot. Don't worry, he's over it. It's, it didn't bother him, I guess. Because in the next scene... Um, the cops have shown up. An ambulance has shown up. They've already patched Ben up and he's fine. Um, 
though he did get shot, he's up and walking. They didn't need he to forgot, take him to the he ER. He forgot to be in shock. Yeah, he forgot to be in shock. Um, he just was like, nah, I'm good. I need, I'm needed to be a narrative device next scene, so it's fine. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I simply I, don't. I'm so used I've to been being shot, shot before. Yeah, I am so used to being shot at this point that I don't give a shit. Um, he's also sedated Vivian with, um, I, I don't remember, like... Uh, Laudanum, why not? <laughs> yeah, let's say laudanum. It's something else. It's uh, Valium? Like, Valium, that's it. Um, yep. And she's upstairs napping already. All of this transpires. So, like, think of a time estimate in your mind of how long you would think all of those would need to transpire. And then Luke shows up, which kind of, to me, indicates... Maybe we shouldn't be paying Luke to be a security guard. Um, if the pol- yeah, if the police show up before your private firm, you need to drop your private firm <laughs> yeah, immediately. Um, not only yeah. the police showed up, but so did the ambulance, and they were able to accomplish all of the things I just said, including questioning both Vivian and Ben by the police um, before Luke shows up. So maybe we don't need to pay Luke uh, to be a security guard, because kind of, kind of bad response time. Um, Luke shows up to be uh, the one character um, per season that helps the character that's being gaslighted. As in, like, you know, in Colt, when that one therapist was like, I'm on your side, Allie, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then died immediately. Luke doesn't die in this episode, don't worry. Um, but that's his job, is to be the one character, because otherwise it would just be cruel, right? Mm-hmm. She's got to have someone on her team. Um, she's like or she, he, Luke, is like, hey, police officers, um, maybe don't listen to Ben. He's done all this shit. And also his mistress tried to murder his wife like a week ago. And I lost track of her. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't worry too much about that. We don't need to go into that right now. But maybe don't listen to everything Ben has to say. Um, and then upstairs, Hayden, uh, the aforementioned mistress is menacing Vivian, who is high out of her fucking mind on Valium. Um, that being said, Vivian's being pretty chill. She's like, Hayden, Ben fucking sucks. Um, we should just forget Ben. Ben, she's bad. She straight up is like, you can have him. I don't want him any. All you, Hayden. He's pathetic. And Hayden goes, yeah. You're right, he's pathetic, but I don't want him anymore. I want those, Vivian. And then points at Vivian, and Vivian's like, huh? And she goes, you babies, I want them. <laughs> Give me. Give me the babies. <laughs> and like, she straight up, she's like, I thought I was privileged before. I was white, beautiful, and educated. But it turns out I didn't have shit because I want them babies, Vivian. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> Everybody in this show wants a fucking baby more than anything in the goddamn world. And Vivian is, like, very confused by this. She's like, you can't have my... What? Like, and kind of, like, says, like, it's fine. You can still have your own. To which Hayden then goes, like, I'm dead. No, I can't. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. I'm I'm harassing you as a dead ghost. And Vivian goes, but ghosts aren't real. And then you just hear Moira from the next room over going, ugh! <laughs> <laughs> And in case you were worried that we hadn't crammed enough um, bad, awful Tate things into this episode, um, then Hayden summons Tate as a terrible, like, sexual assault demon um, who starts assaulting Vivian. Might be a hallucination. 
Who knows? I, um, yeah. it, it's presented like it is, but also that it isn't. I think the show wants us to think both things I, are true. Yeah. I. It's referenced later, you know, um, which I always thought referred to a, the previous scene where Tate is dressed like Rubber Man and they have sex when she thinks it's Ben and not particularly this, but... You know, I I mean, that's that's my own interpretation just because I'm sick of how horrible this show is and it doesn't need to go any shittier. So that's probably Slow Beef's little retcon or headcanon, but still. Yeah, that is the very <laughs> generous interpretation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Of oh, what's I'm, happening. I'm, I'm being Scrooge after Christmas on that one. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But. Uh, because then Vivian, like, kind of comes to and realizes it's Ben who has decided that the way to calm his hallucinating wife down is to like straddle her I like on the ground like Vivian you gotta calm down like face to face the most threatening imposing way you could possibly try to get someone to wake up yeah. from a hallucination. Well, how would he know how to do in, that? In, like, oh. in, 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 yeah and like, <laughs> like a full MMA like a full guard mount <laughs> like just <laughs> straight up like both hands raised next to his face like Vivian be quiet be calm <laughs> you're ready to just throw a jab yeah. uh, and she's like oh shit oh fuck and Hayden was in here and also the the gimp suit guy and oh fuck oh shit and Ben's like alright police officers you've seen enough she's bonkers bananas take her away um, Violet and Luke are also there um <laughs> <laughs> and Luke's like, this shit sucks. Uh, we shouldn't be doing this. And Violet's like, I'm going to gaslight my mom some more. Um, and then there's, they like, sadly, they being Vivian, sadly, like, tries to collect her things. And the cops are like, no, we're, don't, t- don't take your stuff. Uh, you're coming with us. Um, and like, she sadly gets ushered away. Um, there's like a procession of them <laughs> going down the stairs and like escorting Vivian out of the house. Um, and yeah, this is where Violet just becomes totally irredeemable, uh, is the other thing, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, as her mom is still in the house, Violet starts whining about how she feels guilty. Um, and I'm like, hey, uh, your mom is still in the house yeah you can fix there's options there's options what are you doing where are you going all right bye violet um yeah but uh we are to assume that violet would um so much rather uh bang the ghost of a school shooter than um help her own mom (laughs) so yeah violet's the worst (laughs) i think violet might be like of people who have not committed a heinous federal offense, <laughs> she might be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Larry's done a murder, but, like, at least he's funny. Like, <laughs> his, yeah, he's a yeah, charming yeah. little like, guy. His, yeah, it, it was also, like, very Looney Tunes, the, like, bonk sound effect on the shovel. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I miss Larry. I wish Larry had been in this episode. And, like, Constance is so over the top with how, like, menacing and maniacal she is that she's like a caricature of a villain like you see her and you're like ah that's the evil bad lady he he uh violet is a character you're supposed to think is good um and instead is the fucking most awful um same with ben you're supposed to root for ben for whatever reason Mm -hmm. don't yeah (laughs) um but yeah they they um basically take her away as fast as at the end of a Columbo episode, after Columbo has solved the crime, and they're like, "Well, we don't need to 
bother the audience with the procedural that happens afterwards they're just here for the mystery so Columbo says you did it and here's how you did it and then the cops go good enough for me and just take him away Mm -hmm. um they do that but um listening to uh Ben who they literally just had a fellow security like professional show up and go this man's not supposed to be here Mm -hmm. he has all this stuff and they were just like Eh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, this li- he did get shot. I think we have to listen to him. He's the guy who got shot. No one's ever been shot out of self-defense. That's never happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, we have one more scene. Um, I know people who use context and narrative clues to indicate that there's a flashback happening, and they're all cowards. Um, I guess this is a flashback. Who who could say? Because, again, it just goes straight into the scene as if this is the continuation of the previous scene. But now we're watching Tate drag Chad into the basement. <laughs> um, who I guess Chad's still alive. Chad got drowned and his neck snapped and thrown across a table and got the shit beat out of him. But I guess he's still alive. Um because he gets drugged down into the basement by Tate to, like, lay next to Patrick's body. Um, and Moira walks in. And Moira's like, you didn't have to do that. That was fucked up. Um, fine. If you're going to do this, like, at least don't be a fucking idiot about it. Here's their gun that they have. Uh, make it look like a murder-suicide at the very least. These people have families and, like, are going to have questions. And they're never going to get closure because a fucking ghost murdered them. Um, at least give them some closure and make it look like a murder-suicide. Wow, I, I can't believe this guy filled his lungs with water and then shot himself in the head. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh? One of them was drowned. That's like, <laughs> that's not a hard autopsy to notice. You just like open them up and you're like, yep, there's water there. <laughs> there that, that only means one thing. <laughs> and spoiler alert, it's not in the lungs of the one who was murdered. It's the one who did the suicide. Yeah. He killed himself yeah. with a water pistol. There you go. Damn. <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, they should have never made the Omega Soaker. <laughs> it was a terrible product decision. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Tate's like, you know what? It's almost romantic. Now they get to be together forever, which that might be a sentiment that a deranged person would say if these two people liked each other, um, which Tate knows that they don't. So he just doomed them to have to be together forever, knowing that they hate one another, which is why he killed them in the first place. And that's the end of the episode. He also knows that killing people in the house locks them into the house, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is rude. I feel like (laughs) if you're aware of that and you don't have like a bargain set up in advance of like, hey, do you want to be a ghost here forever or do you want to be allowed to move on to the afterlife? If they're not like, yeah, I'm in on the ghost stuff. It's like so rude. (laughs) Like I I would be so pissed. Holy shit. I'd be so pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why they had to have Moira be like, listen, for the sake of their families and friends, you need to give them closure to stage it so that it's not like an unsolved murder forever. Um, Because I think Moira otherwise would be a a pretty big proponent of, hey, don't make these people be fucking ghosts forever. Uh, That shit sucks. I wish it wasn't happening to me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like um, if you've been a ghost for like a hundred years... 
you would probably like have a different perspective on these things. Like, I feel like if you've been damned to wander, not even wander the earth, wander a shitty house <laughs> for like hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah sorry. I no. I'm donezo. I'm, there is nothing worse than that. Right. Like that's now the worst thing. It's just adding to Tate's rap sheet. Not only has he committed multiple things that are already unforgivable, normal crimes, like multiple repeated times, he now also is like making up new ghost crimes, like locking someone's spirit to a house. Like he's doing new shittier things. I I just don't get how they're trying to make us like this kid. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, there are some like acts of delusion that like for the character makes sense. Like for example, crazy Dr. Frankenstein man thinking he could bring his baby back from the dead cuz he was high on drugs and also was already doing that to like animals. That makes and sense for the hugely, character. Yeah, and was like breaking down from stress because they weren't getting the clients they were, so he was doing work that he found like morally questionable, you know, like that kind and of stuff. Died, yeah. And then was murdering girls. Yeah, like it 100% makes sense that he would be out of it, right? But yeah. Tate's just like a kid. He's just yeah. like a kid. Who yeah. knows fully that the people he is killing hate each other currently, and um, that's why he killed them, and has instead decided, I'm going to make them have to live together forever. Um, <laughs> I've decided that that's what would be the good. Instead of like, hey, I don't know, scaring them out of the house so that they want to leave, because Hayden figured that shit out right away. Um, feels like someone could maybe clue Tate in on that. Like, hey. Maybe just get them to leave a different way. Just harass them out of the house. That's what most ghosts do in other properties. Just That's what they did in Beetlejuice. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> yeah. the Beetlejuice move. He's like, no, I have to kill them so they're here forever. Actually, but not in a capacity that someone who might actually birth another baby can't actually be here as well. Well, that's the end of that Thank episode. God. That's um, it. That's the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Um, so many bad things happened and the plot, um, okay, well, a quick recap. What actually happened plot wise? Um, Vivian is now in a mental health facility, um, because she's been gaslit. Um, I would say Ben got shot, but that literally was written out of relevance. The same scene <laughs> he was shot. Um, Violet is now, um, super into Tate, I guess, which she already was, but, I guess she I guess the development was she forgot she wasn't into him, which isn't really a development as much as a step backwards. So <laughs> they undid some plot. Um, God, is there anything I'm forgetting? Hayden's decided that her new goal is to steal babies. That wasn't ever a goal until this episode. But now Hayden has decided she's going to go halvesies with Nora on the two babies that Vivian's going to give birth to. Okay, well, um, I guess we'll see you next week for the next episode. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Brutal. Because, Brutal. yeah, like, I, I just, uh, I don't even want to guess where the story goes at this point, because I don't really want to know. Um, <laughs> well, the next, uh, the next episode is named Spooky Little Girl, so look yeah. forward to that. Um, I presume we're going to meet... Another goddamn character who won't influence the plot enough to deserve being introduced. Well, until <laughs> next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>